everybody. Hi, welcome to your Friday. You're listening to t- uh, <laughs> Crooked News. I almost said the wrong thing. We're <laughs> you're listening to Crooked News, where we bring you crazy news and hilarious history. All and that's right. it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's really all we do here. Um, that's all we do. So y'all are gonna ha- kind of well, you're gonna have a choice today. Do you want to okay. hear about like researchers and ham sandwiches or do you want to hear about some spooky fun news stories well i would have picked the other one but i'm intrigued by why you said ham sandwiches okay cool okay well the researchers and ham sandwiches yeah well, like, not together, but, like, there are researchers, there are ham sandwiches, there was, um, a, uh, radioactive plate, so oh, we'll, okay. we'll do that this week. That's and interesting. Then, yeah, and do then, the other one next week? <laughs> yeah, because I did okay. the other one today, and I was like, ooh, this is so fun, but also, like, this is really fun, too. Um, okay. So, Okay. I literally just changed what I was going to do. <laughs> so. Okay, so you I get it. You. Yes. Um, I, I could have gone either way today. So this first one is from theguardian.com, and it was written by John Henley, who is the Europe correspondent. So this okay. was published on uh, January 11th, 2021. I did these notes a while back, and then things happened. But um, Okay. Okay. Dutch officials seize ham sandwiches of drivers arriving from the UK. Um, okay. Personal imports of meat and dairy products into the EU have been banned since the Brexit transition ended. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Fucking Brexit, man. Yeah, they fucked themselves on that. They fucked up real bad. Of course, they... They were all following the words of a liar who is their prime minister. Yep. And is a bumbling idiot. <laughs> yeah. So, it's fine. He's their Trump. He um, is their Trump. So, <laughs> Dutch TV... He's awful. <laughs> he's the worst. Um, he doesn't even pretend to do his job, though. Trump no. at least pretended. <laughs> he... You know what I mean? He at yeah. least tried to put on a good face like he was good at his job. This guy just is like, bye. Yeah. Yeah. He's he just so, like he's brings bad. tea to reporters and then walks back inside his house <laughs> <laughs> and says nothing. <laughs> oh, oh my God. Uh, I have a funny story about that to tell you later. Um, I'm so, excited. All right. Continue. <laughs> Dutch TV news has aired footage of customs officers confiscating ham sandwiches from drivers arriving by ferry from the UK under post-Brexit rules. Oh my god. Banning personal imports of meat and dairy products into the EU. I don't understand that, but I kind of love it. (laughs) No, my Um, god. It's so arbitrary. Yeah. Officials wearing high-visibility jackets are shown explaining to startled car and lorry drivers at the Hook of Holland ferry terminal that since Brexit, you are no longer allowed to bring certain foods to Europe. Like meat, fruit, vegetables, fish, that kind of stuff. Mm-mm. Um, to be amused. Not good. No. Because there's people that do that commute, like, pretty regularly. Yeah. So, um, that's awesome. Yeah. Thanks, Brexit. Um, oh, my God. 
To a bemused driver with so several stupid. sandwiches wrapped in tinfoil, who asked if he could maybe surrender the meat and keep the bread, one customs officer replied, no, everything will be confiscated. Welcome to Brexit, sir, I'm sorry. Oh, no. <laughs> um, the ban came into force on New I Year's Day. can't wait Day. for the protests to start for them yes. to go back. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The ban came into force on New Year's Day after the Brexit transition period came to an end with the Department for Food for Environment, Food and Rural Affairs, DEFRA, saying travelers should use, consume, or dispose of prohibited items at or before the border. Um They can't bring products of animal origin into the EU. Right. Um Oh, the European Commission says the ban is necessary because meat and dairy products can contain pathogens causing animal diseases, such as foot and mouth or swine fever, and continue to present a real threat to animal health throughout the Union. That yeah. makes sense now. Okay. Yeah, that's like a thing. You can't like bring stuff back home. Like You can't like buy summer sausage in France and try and bring it home either. Yeah. With you here. Mm-hmm. We, we, can't, we can't have that. Yep. I had um, a friend who I had a, when I went to Europe um, after high school. Sorry, I'm not that fancy. My mom went for free as a chaperone. It was a school trip. Um, oh, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, one of the other parents tried to like bring some like sausage and cheese and stuff that they'd gotten mm-hmm. like as gifts for people, and it got confiscated at customs. Like you can't you can't do that because of the different stuff. And so it's now that England isn't a part of the union. They don't have the same regulations, and so they can't bring stuff. Yeah. Yep. Oh, that sucks. Yep. Um, that shit runs deep. Yeah. People didn't realize. Um, so Dutch Customs also posted a photograph of foodstuffs ranging from breakfast cereals to oranges that officials had confiscated in the ferry terminal, adding, since January 1st, you can't just bring more food from the UK. Um... The custom service added, so prepare yourself if you travel to the Netherlands from the UK and spread the word. This is how we prevent food waste and together ensure that the controls are speeded up. Wow. Um, yeah. So, kind of funny, kind of sad. <laughs> that blows. Yeah. Sorry, guys. You listened to an idiot. Mm-hmm. We've all done it. <laughs> Welcome to the club. England and America together at last. <laughs> Finally, after over 200 years. Oh, I know, right? Yeah. Um. How's it feel? (laughs) (laughs) How's it feel, guys? Uh, You don't get to shit on us anymore for our stupidity. I, I, like, have a fleeting desire to go, but I don't have, like, this strong desire to go to Europe. Like, I don't have a strong desire to leave the country. Like, I Oh, it's awesome, though. Yeah, I would, I'm sure it is, but, like, I'm not one of those people that, like, wants to go out of America. Like, I would love to, like, go to Canada for a day, but, like, not, like, across the ocean. I think it's just because I'm, like, scared of flying that far or being on a boat. Oh, yeah, that's fair. Um, You don't have to be on a boat. You can fly. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I I know. I would never do it on a boat. But, like, either way, the situation's not good. Uh, it, no. it does not sit well with my soul. Um, <laughs> I love England and I, Scotland and 
all of that. I would love to go back. I would love to go live there, to be honest with you. Oh, I bet. If we could retire and go live over there and I could die next to a Scottish lock Mm -hmm. drinking tea and whiskey, I would would die a happy woman. (laughs) Oh, I, I would maybe like to go visit one day, but I don't have the, like, the strong desire that I feel a lot of other people have. And I, That's fair. I don't know why. I, I don't know why that's weird to me. I, I don't, I don't know. It is a little uh, bit weird, but also, like, I, I get it. Like, you're just trying to get out of your little corner right now, but I bet yeah. once you, like, move and, like, experience some other culture, mm-hmm. like, it, it's just really important. I think it's important for everyone to kind of go other places and realize yeah. that like things are different other places <laughs> yeah well I, if I nothing just... else it's awesome to go over there and see how much more sense everything makes yeah <laughs> <laughs> things are so much easier just like travel is easier over there oh, because yeah. they use actual signs <laughs> and they're like roads make sense oh yeah <laughs> well see, it's I really think, nice i think i'm just like i don't know there's so much here that i want to explore that like that I think that would blow my mind if I continue to think about how many countries are over there for two. There's long. also stuff that's way older than anything that we have that here, which is crazy. And I think that scares me too. <laughs> like we don't have anything because um, yeah. because native people were not into like actual land possess- possession and things. Yeah. So like, there's castles there from like you know eleven fifteen. <laughs> the year 1115 <laughs> the year 1115 the year yeah. of our lord um, in the year of our lord 1115 they- especially in paris that's what's oh. really cool it's like in paris on the sign which mm-hmm. is the river that runs straight through paris mm-hmm. you have like a super old medieval castle and then right next door to it there's one that's like a little bit younger and then one next door to it that's like a little bit younger Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's like this, like lineup of different castles, and it's like a time capsule almost. Oh, it's really interesting. So you'll have something that's so old right next to like a skyscraper. Yeah, <laughs> right next it's to a so, McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, it's like crazy. It's so crazy. I I love that personally. Mm-hmm. I find it hilarious and awesome. Mm-hmm. And but I can totally see how that could be stressful. But it's yeah. so fun to walk through something that old and feel the energy of that many years. Oh yeah, but I I think that's why cuz I am so you're very sensitive to that. I am so sensitive to that. I don't know if I could handle it. Like it's it's been a problem acclimating to getting back out in public after this oh, yeah, I bet. shutdown because I don't know how to ground myself anymore. And and too many people. Yeah, that's fair. Area. So that that might honestly be why. <laughs> Maybe my body. <body's laughs> like, be part of can't, it. We can't do that. We, we can't do that, do that right now. You. <laughs> you could go to the the countryside or something instead of the the cities. Maybe that would yeah. be a better plan for you. Go go investigate a stone circle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> go investigate that. Um, yep. Go touch it. See what happens. <laughs> I don't, I don't See if know you fall through time. <laughs> Maybe I, may, I fuck. I wish I would. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, that's the entire premise of Outlander, right? Yeah. Yeah, I know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Continue. Okay. So this next one is from sciencemint.com because y'all know I'm a slut for science, even though I don't fucking understand it. I think it's cool. So. All right. Researchers develop new gene therapy strategy to delay aging. 
Um, oh, God. <laughs> this is by Anand Kumar. This is when we all turn into vampires or whatever. <laughs> yes. This was published January 19th, 2021. So, very recent. Um, oh, God, there are graphs. And I do not understand. Um, <clears throat> okay. Oh, no. Okay. Uh, cellular <laughs> senescence, a condition of permanent growth arrest has emerged as a hallmark and essential driver of organismal aging. It is managed by both genetic and epigenetic factors. Oh, I'm drunk. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Is this the wrong thing to to have chosen? Maybe, but you know what? We'll have fun. It'll be fine. Okay. Um, (laughs) Regardless of a few previously reported aging-associated genes... The identity and roles of additional genes involved in the regulation of human cellular aging remain to be clarified. However, there is a lack of systematic investigation on the intervention of these genes to treat aging and aging-related diseases. Uh, Oh, God, this might be too much. Um, Oh, God. This was a lot. Um, Okay. Oh, okay. I'm skipping a lot of this because ain't none of us going to understand it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Altogether, this study has successfully expanded the list of human citizens promoting genes using um, genome-wide screen and conceptually demonstrated that gene therapy based on single-factor inactivation is able to delay individual aging. So I think that means if you can stop... (laughs) I'm just... Given it my best guess here, because I don't understand. Um, I think that means if you can stop certain genes from aging, you can stop yes. the body from aging. I think that's yes. what that means. Because it looks like they've done like some trials on mice, because of course they did trials on mice. Um, yeah. So the study not only deepens our understanding of the aging mechanism, but also provides new potential targets for aging interventions. So I, I don't know if I would... I think I would do this just for, like, my body's sake. But, like, I, w- I don't want to live forever either. Oh, like, God, no. But, I don't want to live forever either. But, like, I would like to, like, be in this body for the rest of my life. Like, I don't want to, like, look old and, like, my organs be old. But I also, like, right. at some point, I'll be like, okay, this is enough. Let's go ahead and, like, end me. And I'd be fine with that. <laughs> Let's go ahead and end me? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Assisted funny. suicide. I think it's Hawaii you can do it, where they've got these, like, pods. and you Oh, my can, God. Yeah, and you can, like, watch Netflix while they release gases that, like, you're not even going to realize they release. Like, you press the button whenever you're ready. But, like, it's not, like, going to be, like, harmful in the sense that it's going to be, like, a suffering death. Like, it'll just be... It's Interesting. Quick. Yeah, and you just watch Netflix into your grave. And... I would love to watch Netflix into my grave. Yeah, see, I'd be fine with that, too. Like, I... Like, I've decided, like, when I'm ready to go, I decide when to push the button. I watch whatever I want to watch on Netflix, and I die peacefully. If I... Yeah, I think that sounds that's, lovely. Yeah, I think that's the scariest thing about death for me is I don't know how I'm going to go. 
I want to be right. in control of how I go. Like, I would I would hate to die in the middle of the night. That would be the worst fucking surprise. That is the worst surprise ever. God, if you're listening, don't surprise me like that. <laughs> like, um... Right. But, like, I don't know. Like, sue me. I think assisted suicide should be a thing that we are allowed to do. If you're done being in this existence, you should be allowed to say, I'm done. Help me do this in a way that's not going to be horrifically painful. Well, yeah. Instead of just, like, wasting away in a nursing home and, like, peeing on yourself and not knowing who you are, that blows. Yeah. Exactly. Um, you could also have your children fighting over your carcass before you're even dead, like what's happening to Josh's grandmother. Oh, no. Well, not children. Child, I should say. Only one person's fighting. The other person is abiding by the law and the will of his parents. <laughs> Jesus Christ, you're going to have to tell me more about that later. Yeah, it's good times. All right. Well, Sounds like it. Okay. Well. It, yeah. <laughs> okay. So that was that. Um, sorry, it was too sciencey. It was sciencey, more sciencey than I realized. It's and okay. I'm drunk and we're not gonna do that. I'll okay, stop that. Come back here. Okay. So this happened in South Jersey. <laughs> stop that. <laughs> that was one hundred percent me, like yelling at this website. It's great. That's good. <laughs> Um, this is from the Courier Post, and they want me to subscribe now. I don't think I'm gonna. Um. No. This was written by Phaedra Trathan and George Woolston. Um. This was published on January 8th, 2021. Haddon Township High School evacuated after student brings uranium glazed plate. Um, and I figured you would love this because I, we've a talked about this. uranium glazed plate. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Haddon Township High School was evacuated Friday after a student brought in an antique plate that the youth's mother said was glazed with radioactive uranium. Um... Students and staffers left the building after officials learned around 11.15 a.m. that a student had brought into the school a potentially dangerous substance. Um, Local police, fire, and a hazardous materials team arrived on the scene and immediately investigated the situation and secured the building. No one was injured. Um, Agencies responding to the incident included township police officers, blah, blah, blah. Oh, and the hazmat team came. That's always a fun time. Oh, we had wow. A, we had a hazmat team next door a few years ago when the kingpin of magic mushrooms for Tennessee and Kentucky was arrested. Um, oh, shit. He lived right next door to us. Like, he had been over to our house for 4th of July. It, that was too funny. Uh, <laughs> um, it, it was Lord. weird. Yeah. um i'm trying to the staff and students were later dismissed um okay in an interview friday afternoon the student said that he received a device that can measure radiation a geiger counter for christmas he and his parents bought a fiesta wear plate at a local antique store to test it out 
Uh, Fiestaware manufactured in the early to mid-20th century was glazed with uranium oxide and is considered radioactive. Oh, shit. Um, the student said he brought a piece of the plate to the school on Monday to show a teacher. He did not know what prompted Friday's evacuation. Um, the student and his mother asked to not be identified. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, like, a whole week later, they evacuated the school. That was bullshit. Um, wow. He brought a plate to the school and it evacuated the school. How embarrassing would that be? That's insane. <laughs> but that's it's really insane. Yeah, but that's really cool that he like found it at an antique store and is like so interested in the guy sure. counter and like this is a high school student. Like could you That is really cool, but yeah, that... also Mhm. That's dangerous. <laughs> yeah. Oh goodness yeah, gracious. It is. But I like I doubt that a plate would like set the school on fire or whatever. You don't know that. I I I don't. I we just I don't. quit another article because it was too sciency and now you're making all kinds of assumptions about science. I never claimed to be a scientist. I just said I don't think that it would. I could be wrong. I could be very wrong. I think wrong. you're wrong. <laughs> I don't think we need to mess around with radiation. No, no, but I think it's cool it that the kid terrifying. is like that interested in science. And oh yeah, like for sure. To, I think it's cool that a, for sure a high school student has that amount of passion. I guess, and like Absolutely. it doesn't sound like he brought it to school to be like, um, to be a terrorist. Yeah, to be nefarious and terroristic and stuff like that. It, he literally just wanted to show his teacher, like. So I don't know why that he brought it in on a Monday and they evacuated the school on a Friday. That sounds a little late. Yeah, like, a little bit. <laughs> a little late to the party. A little bit of a late reaction there. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I thought that was fun. So that is fun. I love it. Yeah. Good. All I'll right. Shall we take a break? Yeah. I love it. Okay. Okay, so I totally changed what I was going to do, and okay. this is where we're at. So, <laughs> this... Did you change it again, or just, like, before we started no. recording? Okay. No, just before we started recording, I changed it. So, um, this is an article that I found from Mental Floss. Okay. Um, called, The First Woman to Run for President Was a Clairvoyant Free Love Advocate. And me. I thought that you would appreciate that. Yes. Because <laughs> it sounds like you in a past life. So yes. <laughs> uh, this was written by Hannah Kaiser, uh, May 21st, 2015. Okay. And here we go. You ready? Yes. I'm excited. I'm ready to I have hear not read this. Past. I've skimmed it. <laughs> when I'm cold reading this for the first time with you. So. Okay. More than 100 years before Hillary Clinton, Victoria Claflin Woodhull... Victoria Claflin Woodhull ran as a third-party candidate in the 1872 election. Her groundbreaking, albeit failed, campaign <laughs> wasn't the only time she made headlines. I love her Though history, Right. Though history has largely forgotten her during her lifetime, Woodhull was one of the most notorious women in the country and a, quote, first many times over in business and politics. Oh. So here we go. You ready for this? Yes, I'm ready. All right. Victoria Claflin wasn't born into status or opportunity. She was the sixth of ten children, oh my seven God. of which, only seven of which survived infancy, born to an illiterate mother and an abusive crook of a father in Homer, Ohio. Her, 
Oh, well, she started out where my dad did. So, I mean, this was totally me in a past life. Her only formal education consisted of three sporadic years of elementary school between the ages of eight and 11. At a young age, Victoria and her younger sister, Tennessee, and her younger sister, Tennessee, began supporting the Claflin clan after her father decided that all of his scams, oh wait, that of all his his scams, his daughter's professed clairvoyance had the most potential. Oh my god. I love that her sister's name is Tennessee. That's the best name. I want to name a I want to name a daughter Tennessee. All right. She would uh, get made her... fun of so bad though. No, she wouldn't. That's awesome. We could call her Nessie. Oh yeah. Okay. So then it's like Scottish too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Texas tea. I don't know. That just sounds awesome. So, uh, da, 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 I lost my place. So for her part, it seems Victoria truly believed that she could communicate with her deceased siblings. Her father was plenty happy to exploit that belief by marketing her in Tennessee as fortune tellers and seance practitioners. At just 15 years old, Victoria married... Oh, God. This is gross. At just 15 years old, Victoria married 28-year-old Canning Woodhull of Rochester, New York. Oh, yuck. A man of some means. He's more than twice her age. No, he's almost twice her age. I'm sorry. I can't do math right now. (laughs) I can't do science. You can't do math. No, it just isn't happening. But while the union managed to liberate Victoria from her squalid family, it did little to improve her life. Uh, well, her yeah. husband, yeah, her husband proved to be an alcoholic and a philanderer, so fuck him. What is that? A philanderer? He like sleeps sleeps around. Oh, okay. Not to be confused with philanthropist. That's what Michael <laughs> says instead of philanthropist. He says oh. he wants to be a philanderer, thinking oh, no. he's meaning philan- philanthropist. Yeah, very different. <laughs> Uh, although the marriage resulted in two children, one of whom was brain damaged, either as a result of head trauma or, as Victoria claimed, her husband's drinking. I don't know how her kid could have brain damage because of her husband drinking. No. Sorry, babe. (laughs) (laughs) Victoria finally demanded a divorce, despite the stigma it carried at the time. So, yes, queen! Yes! Advocate for yourself. There is little information available about what happened to Woodhull just after her divorce. She kept her ex she kept her ex-husband's name. That sounds like Joe Bennett. <laughs> My husband and I are divorced, but I kept the missus to piss off the new wife. <laughs> but by 1866, she had remarried Colonel James Blood. I love it. Oh, I love it. Fostered her spiritualism with a capital S, political <laughs> radicalism, and free love. I love this I love woman. it. She's a It's badass. worth noting. I know, right? Mm-hmm. I love that her husband's name is Blood. Yes. It's amazing. <laughs> James Blood. Colonel Blood. If my it's worth noting. last name is not Blood, we're going to have a problem. We're just oh my both going to have right? to change our last name. Change your both. Yeah, both change your last name. It's worth noting that Woodhull's 19th century definition of quote-unquote free love is not quite as extreme as the 60s (laughs) that comes to mind. 
and she was likely not a prostitute, despite contemporary slander to that effect. In fact, she spoke out so vehemently against it as to call women who marry for personal advancement prostitutes. So she's a little bit of a jerk. Oh, yeah, that's that's not great. That's called Instead, a gold now, which is still not great. Yes, <laughs> still not great. No, and it's also, like, really not a great... Th- I mean, you do you, but, like, mm-hmm. that's not a great way to live your life. Um, nope. Instead, the free love she advocated had more to do with a woman's rights, with women's rights than promiscuity. She advocated for the ability to marry whomever she chose and to divorce without social repercussions. Yes. In her mind, marriage should be a system existing outside the sphere of government regulation and society should reject any double standards for men and women regarding infidelity. Yes, queen. I could get behind that. She praised... Yes, she praised monogamy in theory, but admitted that it likely was not practical enough to be a state san- to be state sh- sanctioned. <laughs> I, I love agree. it. Yeah. Incidentally, she and the colonel married and divorced twice, although it's not clear if the second marriage involved the law at all. That's hilarious. <laughs> The liberal-minded blood encouraged Woodhull and her sister Tennessee to move to New York with him in 1868 and pursue careers. There, they met and charmed millionaire Cornelius Vanderbilt. Tennessee was rumored to have had an affair with him. Yeah. While serving as his personal clairvoyance, the sisters picked up some handy stock tips that allowed them to emerge from the 1869 gold panic $700,000 richer. Oh, wow. In the 1800s. That's a fuck ton of money. Yeah. Using that money and more from Mr. Vanderbilt, the sisters became the first women to found and run a Wall Street brokerage firm, Woodhull and Claflin, on Broad Street in 1870. Right? Get it! The sisters, who weren't actually involved in any stockbrokering activities, were shockingly wore shockingly short skirts to their office opening (laughs) and served as fodder for the local papers. Reporters dubbed them the Queens of Finance and Bewitching Brokers. <laughs> That's the name of the episode. Bewitching Brokers. Bewitching Brokers. I love it. That very same le- that very same year, the women used the funds from the brokerage firm to start their own newspaper, Woodhull and Claflin's Weekly. Mm-hmm. It was a far left-leaning paper that proclaimed itself the organ, pa- the organ of the most advanced thought and purpose in the world. It went out to twenty thousand subscribers a week for six years. That's a lot. Wow. The paper was radical and bold. It published the first ever English translation of Karl Marx and Friedrich Engels' Communist Manifesto. Wow. Woodhull had grand plans for her publication. On April 22, 1871, more than a year before the national election, Woodhull announced on the front page her plans to run for president of the United States. She was ahead of her time, let me tell you. Oh, yeah. She declared herself the nominee for the Cosmopolitan Party. Cosmopolitical Party, and noted that this was, quote, subject to ratification by the National Convention. Earlier in the year, Woodhull had become the first woman to address a congressional committee when she argued before the House Judiciary (laughs) Committee that the 14th and 15th Amendments already granted women the right to vote with the statement that 
Quote, the citizen who is taxed should just should also have a voice in the subject matter of taxation, unquote. Mm-hmm. Leaders of the women's suffrage movement took notice of this speech and saw her as a champion of their cause. Good for them. All right. Right. Woodhull helped organize the Equal Rights Party and at, at its May 1872 convention, she was officially named their presidential nominee. So much for the Cosmopolitical Party. Mm-hmm. As her running mate, the party nominated famous abolitionist Frederick Douglass, although oh. he never acknowledged the nomination and even campaigned for Republican U- Ulysses S. Grant. So that's a little bit weird. Yeah. Woodhull. Woodhull campaigned on a heavily liberal platform, calling for women's suffrage, regulation of monopolies, love it, nationalization of railroads, an eight-hour workday, what? Direct taxation, abolition of the death penalty, what? And welfare for the poor, what, what? Love it. If women could have voted, they would have dated. They would have for sure voted for her. They would have done it then, and we would be much better off now. Woodhull for president. I want a (laughs) picture. I want a. I want a t-shirt. Yes. Woodhull for president. Eighteen. What is it? Eighteen seventy-nine or whatever. (laughs) Eighteen. Eighteen seventy-two. No, honey, you're fine. It's okay. It's okay. Mommy's almost done. Okay. (laughs) Hang on. But Wood, okay. But Woodhull was never given a fair shake herself. Her personal life was repeatedly dragged through the mud by the tabloids of the day, oh. which would never happen to the men. No, let's just say that. Um, her potential pre- presidency was considered such a long shot that virtually none of her contemporaries bothered to point out that at th- that at thirty four she technically wasn't even legally old enough to be president. Oh my God. With universal suffrage still almost 50 years away, Woodhull would not have been able to vote for herself under even the best circumstances. But as it was, she spent election day in jail. On <laughs> Of course she did. <laughs> Free Victoria Woodhull. Um, <laughs> on, on November 2nd, 1872, Woodhull and Claflin's Weekly published a searing expose of Brooklyn minister Henry Ward Beecher, accusing him of having an affair with one of his parishioners. Oh, shit. Consistent with her beliefs, Woodhull was not upset with the affair itself, just his proclamations against such behavior. Quote, I am not charging him with immorality. I applaud his enlightened views. I'm charging him with hypocrisy. Fuck yes, queen. (laughs) I love this woman. The powerful minister was be- was a beloved figure in the community, and Woodhull's takedown of him brought unprecedented disapproval. With the election just days away, she, her sister, and her husband, who had written many of the weekly articles, were arrested on charges of indecency and of publishing a, quote, an obscene newspaper and sending it through the mail. Oh, oh my fuck God. the 1800s. Ultimately, the three were released, but even with the election lost, generous estimates... Uh, generous estimates suggest that she ha- may have received a couple thousand votes. The public vitriol against her defense of Breachard persisted. In 1877, having shuttered her paper and, again, divorced blood, <laughs> Woodhull <laughs> moved to England. There, the first woman to ever run for president of the United States lived out the rest of her long and eventful life in relative peace. Aww. She ended up taking one more husband, whom she outlived. <laughs> and that... Is the story of our of our fucking hero? I love Victoria her. Claflin Woodhull. I love her. I want her face on a T-shirt, and I want it. I want it to be a campaign poster. 
Yes. <laughs> I love it so much. Victoria Woodhull? Victoria just, Claflin Woodhull. Yes. I just want to see. W-O-O-D-H-U-L-L. There we go. I just want to see a picture of her. Yeah. She was an author. Oh, I love her. Yeah, she's fabulous. Mm-hmm. Absolutely fabulous. All right, y'all. Well, we hope that I hope that that uh, brightened your Friday a little bit. Yes. Hopefully, everybody has a happy Valentine's Day. I don't know when that is compared to when this is released, but I forgot about that. Oh yeah, I did. I did too. Oops. So uh, we got too much going on. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, goodness gracious. Well, we love you guys. Please stay safe. Hopefully, we can all get vaccinated soon. And remember, you are not a monster. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to Talk Cricket. Music is by Gisla Niebach. Check out our website, talkcricket.wixsite.com slash podcast for sources and visual aids, as well as resources to get involved. To keep up with our nonsense and stay up to date on all things cricket, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, and Facebook at Talk Cricket. To keep the shots coming, access exclusive bonus content, get a free poster, and a shout-out on air, head on over to our Patreon. All links can be found on our website. You can listen to us basically anywhere you get your podcast. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. If you have interesting stories relating to our content, please send them to talkcrooked at gmail.com for a chance to be featured on the show. For business inquiries or sponsorships, please email us at carryandkbusiness at gmail.com. See you next time.